0: Welcome to worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are glad that you have joined us for this fifth Sunday of Lent here in person and online. Let us now join our hearts together with Pastor Bridie as she offers our Lenten candle liturgy.
1: The story of Jesus includes many moments around tables as this was part of his ritual and his relationship even to the last. In this fifth week of Lent season, we will hear a story of love and devotion from the disciple Mary, directed at Jesus at the table. As we will see, Jesus tries to prepare his beloved companions for his death. Talk of death is like a gut punch to many of us. We would rather believe we and our loved ones are invincible, are able to will ourselves into being strong We all know that isn't always how the story goes. We are fragile. Our lives, like the plants in the gardens we tend, are susceptible to elemental dangers and a life cycle of letting go in order to live. What in our lives do we dream about for tomorrow? Void of sorrow. Time spent regretting decisions of our yesterdays and mistakes that we made. Sometimes we get what we get, life disappoints us, and yet God is still here, and somehow this faith is good enough. Please rise and join me for the opening hymn of our worship service.
2: Good morning I don't know if the last several weeks you have seen that Miss April and I have been trying to care for these plants not doing a very good job I made a huge mistake last week but I was offered grace and forgiveness because I didn't take care of the plants but this week we showed them some love these choir I don't know if you can see these but they are full of flowers and color and bloom and they look gorgeous don't they I would take a round of applause, but actually I really don't deserve it, so don't applaud for me. But it is a great illustration that when you just take some time to care for the things that you love, they will come to life and show their true color. One of the things that I love about working with children is that they're not afraid to say, I need help, I need help all the time, and sometimes a little too much, right? But we lose that as we get older we lose that ability to say, I need some help. Please help me. And we think that we have to take care of it all ourselves. Instead of realizing that all living things are fragile and need care. The children that we have the pleasure of working with each Sunday, each of us are fragile and need help sometimes. The pets that you have brought with you or that you have at home need our love and care. And I. I just want the children to remind all of us adults that we're never too old to need a little compassion, a little grace to reach out and ask for help. We are fragile and we need to be taken care of. So let these flowers be a reminder to us. A little love goes a long way, a little help, and um, a little grace. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for the illustration of these flowers. Uh, that last week were wilting on the vine, uh, flowers that had bloomed had died, the soil was dry, and so thank you for new life. Thank you for what a little bit of compassion and care does to these flowers, but also to our souls and to ourselves and our minds. Help us to know when we need to reach out, reach out for help, ask for some care to express our needs to one another. It can be hard, we ask for your spirit of grace and of peace to, to allow us to do that. And help us to offer that whenever we might see someone in need. We uh, are fragile creatures, we thank you for the nurturing of your spirit. And we love you Jesus, in your name we pray, amen. As the children go off to Children's Church, I invite you all to stand and pass the peace to one another and to the animals in the room.
1: With you. Please now receive our intro to prayer from our amazing choir. Dear God, we come into this place, your house seeking peace, holiness, a moment to center our lives in the busy world that we are a part of. We are grateful for it. This oasis in the noise that seems constant and unending. Your presence brings us strength when life feels overwhelming, when our spirits are fragile, and they seem to be so often these days. We pray that you will pour your Holy Spirit over us and strengthen us for the work that lies ahead. Bring peace across our world, comfort those who are in places of turmoil and war and lift our fears from us. Embolden us to follow the Prince of Peace into the work he is leading us into and let us not be afraid of the transformative power of his love in our lives, on our hearts, in our world. We lift up all those who know suffering this morning to your healing embrace. We continue to pray for Ruth and her healing and are so grateful she can be in worship today. We pray for the family of Bunny and their grief and all those who grieve. Fill them with your peace, healing, and grant them direction for what lies ahead. We also lift up prayers of gratitude and love for our animal friends and companions and all of creation, bless them and help us to be vigorous in our work to protect the natural order and the world that we live in. For those animals and others who live with us and out in our world, help us to be good stewards to what you have given. Now hear the names of those who are on our hearts as we offer them to you in silent prayer. God, we are yours simply and completely, and we thank you for all the blessings in our lives, the possibility and joy, the lessons we have learned, and everything that you have brought before us. All things are possible in your love, and we are grateful, and we pray in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And good morning.
0: It's wonderful to see you in worship and to have you folks online. Today is our annual blessing of the animals. So following worship, we will be moving to the courtyard and we will bless your, hopefully they all have four legs. Um, There's nothing that slithers, but you know, if that happens, Bishop Swenson and I are actually going to be in the courtyard while Pastor Bridie will be out in front with petitions I'll talk about in the sermon. Some of you have emailed me about my From the Pastor on Friday that the link for Easter Lily orders didn't work. You're right. It didn't work. But guess what? There's going to be a new one going out tomorrow with just that information. So if you'd like to order an Easter Lily and honor a memory of someone, you'll be able to click on that link. Or there are forms in the back that you can fill out one, and you can take your Lily home on Easter Sunday after the 11 o'clock service. So uh, please find those forms in the narthex. We have Holy Week beginning next Sunday with Palm Sunday, uh, and it will be a special service of celebration to begin with, celebration of the, the palms, and then we will move into the Passion story. On Monday, Thursday, seven o'clock, we will be having a combined service at our Harmony Toluca Lake campus that will not be live streamed. So the only way to access it will to be is to come and to be in person. And then on Easter Sunday, we have two services uh, with brass and bells at 9 and 11. So please mark these on your calendars and please do come uh, and be with us in person. All that we do here is made possible by you and for the first time in two years, we're actually passing the plates, amen? (laughs) I I know a lot of you give online and that's cool, but there's just something about being able to put something in an offering place. So if you wanna just, put anything in. I mean, money is great, but if you want to put a note or something or a prayer, that's fine too. Just something that's offering of yourself to God. Because all that we do here is made possible by you, by your prayers, your presence certainly here in the congregation and online, your service, your witness, and your financial gifts. May God bless you.
3: from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses one through 11. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death as well, since it was on account of him that many of the Jews were deserting and were believing in Jesus. A word of God that is still speaking. Thanks be to God.
0: This morning we conclude our Lenten sermon series entitled "Good Enough: Embracing the Imperfections of Life and Faith." We have been walking this Lent through affirming a faith in which we are blessed regardless, and where we can lean into embracing good enough lives. Our readings from the Gospel this season have reminded us that the Christ lives and moves among us even during the most trying of situations, personal political, professional, and yet now, even today, God is here, and somehow, that is good enough. Today's reading from the Gospel of John reinforces the fragility of life and how we need to embrace every moment that we are given. The past two years have been illustrative of that reality. We have all felt losses of various kinds that continue that have or continue to weigh deeply upon us and so there are far too many illustrations that I have of loss But so that I won't cry in the I don't think I will anyway before doing our deep dive into this text I want to share a story from the past appropriate for this blessing of the animal Sunday when our younger child was in high school still we adopted an English bulldog from friends of friends who could no longer keep him due to his jealousy of their human children. He was grumpy and he was adorable. His name was Gilbert the Wonder Dog. Yeah, I know, huh? Gilbert came from a mostly vegetarian household and diet. So the first time he ever heard or smelled me cooking bacon on a Saturday morning, he went nuts absolutely nuts and my husband would fuss at me if I gave him a bite which of course I did and so did Josh and so did James all the while dad wasn't looking well Gilbert was with us for a little under two years when he was diagnosed with a fast-moving cancer for which there was no cure all we could do was make him comfortable for the next six or seven weeks of his life Well, the evening we received that diagnosis, we were devastated. And we all gathered together, hugging Gilbert and each other. And through his tears, Renee said to me, Hey, Kath, do you have any bacon you can cook for Gilbert? I think he wants some. You see, when death threatens to take the one we love, when we know that loss is coming, when someone is about to die, We will do or spend just about anything to make their last days happy and fulfilled. Life is fragile. Money, things, they lose their importance and their power. All that matters is the one you love. And there is no price tag to love. And that's precisely what our story from the Gospel of John is all about. Let's set the context, it's six days before the Passover. The Roman authorities are plotting against Jesus. Judas is preparing to betray him. In John's version of this story, which occurs in all four gospels, but in slightly different forms, Jesus comes to Bethany about a mile and a half outside of Jerusalem. He's going to have dinner with Lazarus and his sisters, Martha and Mary. Maybe it was a dinner to thank Jesus, Again, for restoring Lazarus to life. But even still, death lingers in the air around them, even here at a party with friends, in a home that should feel safe, because Bethany had always been Jesus' safe place, a refuge from controversy and from questioning. Lazarus sits and talks with his friend Jesus, who will soon be laid in a tomb himself. Can you imagine the conversation between them, one so lately returned from the tomb and the other on his way? The wonderful preacher Barbara Brown Taylor says that Jesus must know that he's a marked man, that he's on the religious rites most wanted list, and that his days are numbered. The established that is always so easily threatened even by one single truth-telling prophet is coming after him. Everyone else must suspect it too. All around them are the smell and the feel of death, the tomb outside probably still open, available for the next occupant, the expensive perfume waiting. The text tells us that Martha served the meal while Lazarus was seated at the table. In the middle of the meal, Mary gets up and leaves the room, comes back in and kneels at the feet of Jesus. She kneels and pours the contents of an alabaster jar of perfume on his feet. And then she does something provocative. She lets down her hair. That's something that no respectable woman woman in that day would ever do in public, nor in the presence of any man except for her husband. She let down her hair and wiped Jesus' feet with her hair. It was really shocking, but Jesus knew why. He said, what she has done, she has done for my burial. In those days, it was the tradition for women to prepare the body for burial. And part of that preparation was the anointing of the body with perfumes and ointments. By anointing Jesus and using her hair to wipe his feet, Mary does several things. First, she shows gratitude to Jesus for raising her brother to life for their deep and abiding friendship, and for all that Jesus has done for her and her family. But Mary is also demonstrating the importance and her understanding of priorities. Mary's priority is Jesus, not the rules of society, nor the human tendency to deny the inevitable. Surely everyone at that dinner, Martha, Mary, Lazarus, and whoever else was present, they all knew. They all knew that Jesus was bound for the cross. But it was Mary who said, I'm going to give up everything. I'm going to give up all I've been taught, everything that is worth anything to me to express my love and respect and compassion for the Son of God who has told me that he is the resurrection and he is life This man, Jesus, who cared for me and made me whole. She incarnated the words that centuries later, Albert Schweitzer would say, if there's something that you own that you can't give away, then you don't own it. It owns you. Mary was not owned by her possessions and certainly not by the expensive perfume. Now contrast her priorities with those of Judas, who bitterly complained to Jesus that the perfume Mary used to anoint him could have been sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. That was a lot of money at the time, about a year's wages. But do we really think that Judas cared about the poor? As John says, Judas said this not because he cared two cents about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the disciples' common funds, but he also embezzled them. In other words, if Mary had given the jar of perfume to Judas for sale and the proceeds to give to the poor, Judas could have taken a couple of hefty commissions, one in private and then one publicly. That was Judas's motivation for whining to Jesus because his priority was material gain at any expense. But perhaps unknowingly, Judas's comments were the catalyst for one of the most misunderstood statements in the Bible, one I'll have to preach on just by itself one day. Let her alone. She's anticipating and honoring the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you. You don't always have me. Uh, Just a little sneak peek of what that sermon one day will look like. In this statement, Jesus wasn't affirming or condoning the reality of poverty in our society. He wasn't saying that it's destiny that some people are meant to be poor. Everything in Jesus' life and ministry pointed toward God's preferential treatment for the poor, the widow, and the orphan. Toward God's abundant love for all people, even the poor and the outcast who thought that their respective conditions were results of their own actions or actions of their parents. Sell all you have and give to the poor. If you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. Over and over, the uh, the message of Jesus is care for the poor. But in this passage, Jesus is saying right now, in this moment, don't worry about the poor. Right now, I am with you. And that won't be for very much longer. In the future, you're going to have lots of time and opportunities to care for the poor. And you should and you must care for them as you care for me. But right now, right now, it's okay to emphasize the need to anoint me for burial at this, our last supper together as a family here in Bethany, as friends. Right now, allow the scent of perfume to overcome the stench of impending death. At this moment, allow love to overcome our fear of the days ahead, because life is fragile. Debbie Thomas wrote this week, she asked the question, what is it about Mary's extravagance that merits Jesus's blessing? And what is it about Judas's criticism that earns Jesus's rebuke? It's that Mary responds to the call of love in the moment, in the now. Knowing what Jesus is about to face, knowing that he is in urgent need of comfort And companionship and solace knowing that time is short to express all the gratitude and affection she carries in her hearts Mary takes action she loves the body and soul who is placed in her presence in doing so she ends up caring for the one who is denied room in the inn even to be born for the one who has no place to lay his head during his years of ministry for the one whose crucified body is laid in a borrowed tomb. In other words, it is the poor Mary serves when she serves Jesus. Just as it is always Jesus we serve when we choose to love without reservation. when We choose to love what God has placed in front of us here and now. As we join with Jesus and turn our minds and our hearts toward Jerusalem next week, I wanna offer three ways in which God is placing a means of serving in front of us here and now, ways that we can be of service to each other, to God and to the Christ. Here and now, we have the opportunity to love our brothers and sisters who call the streets home by signing a petition for more affordable housing statewide. If you didn't sign last week, you have the opportunity this week. Pastor Brody will be out in the front steps after your animal is blessed. You can come over there and it's, it, it takes less than a minute to, to sign your name. Secondly, we have the opportunity to witness to God's great and inclusive love at the pride parade, which this year will meet will begin at Hollywood and Vine. I met with the leaders of LA Pride this last week, and they are eager for us to march with them again. Amen. Amen. And if you are interested in being part of that planning committee, send me an email, and I will respond to you after Easter. I promise I will, but just, I don't promise to do it before Easter. And then finally, here and now, we have the opportunity to rebuild our community of faith in person. It's been a long two years. We have been so isolated that perhaps we have forgotten how much we need each other. How important it is to gather in person because life is short and it is fragile. Now, obviously, if you're not comfortable being out in public settings or you don't live in the air and you found us online, Uh, please continue to join us via live stream. That is not going to stop. We're going to continue that going forward. However, if you've just gotten comfortable going to church in your pajamas, I, I know some of us did, or going to brunch and catching up with worship at some point during the week, I want to invite you to rethink what it means to be the beloved community. I want to invite you to open your own jar of expensive perfume, that perfume that is named Time, and be extravagant with it. Set aside Sunday mornings for worship and for this community. Then go to brunch. We have lots of things that we want to do moving forward, lots of ministry plans, but the core of folks who have returned cannot cover them all. So we need your help. We need more ushers. We need hospitality helpers on Easter Sunday for folks who are here from 6:30 in the morning all the way through the second service. We need to have a pancake breakfast on Mother's Day to honor not just mothers, but also our beloved Patrick Murray, who made that a priority in his life every year, because Pat knew both the fragility of life and the need to break bread with each other. So now as we prepare to gather around the table of grace, which Jesus set for us, let us be grateful for the gifts of life and extravagant love. Let us see the beauty and necessity of being together because indeed life is fragile. And let us walk with Jesus toward the holiest of weeks. Amen.
4: Such a blessing to hear when Reverend Kathy uh, shares with us and calls us uh, to live and to love in the way that she has this morning. And I was thinking as she talked about this whole uh, series called Good Enough, that uh, when Jesus gathered with the disciples for their special meal in the upper room, it was as though he was saying to them, you are good enough, because he was saying to them, you are no longer servants, you are my friends. And when we gather, we are good enough and we are blessed to be a part of that community that Jesus called his friends. That community where on the night he uh, took bread, he gave thanks to God, he broke the bread, And as he gave it to his friends, he said to them, this is my body which is broken for you. Every time you eat this, do so in remembrance of me. And also after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks to God, and then he said to the disciples, this is the cup blood of the new covenant that is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins and every time you drink from this cup do so in remembrance of me and so indeed every time we gather we do so remembering the mystery of faith Christ has died Christ is risen Christ will come again and it it is such a blessing indeed for us We pray, O God, pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us who are gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be the body of Christ doing his work in loving this broken world. Make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes again in victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. And now with confidence as the children of God, let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread And forgive Forgive us our trespasses, trespasses. as we We forgive forgive those who trespass trespass against us. us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, if you don't have your little cup, the uh, ushers are in the back and they'll come forward. So just raise your hand if you need a cup and the ushers will make sure that, uh, that you get one. They're coming forward. and for all of us truly looking forward to the day when we can come forward and kneel at the railing and break real bread and dip it in the cup. In the meantime, we are grateful to celebrate the gifts of God for the people of God. So if you'll lift the top part uh, of your cup, there is the bread, the wafer, the body of Christ. And then, if you'll peel off the second part, we're invited to drink the cup of the new covenant for the forgiveness of sin. Gracious God, we do ask your blessing on each and every one is here, and on the beloved creatures, the children and pets of these that we will bless soon, even out in our courtyard, and the hope that we can give to others as Bridie is there with people at the table on the front steps. May we indeed be faithful and live the way that you would have us to live as your disciples until the day where there is abundant life for all of your children in every place. Amen.
0: thank Thompson Howe, our guest organist and choir director today, for your presence. Family, go now knowing that life is short and it's fragile, but knowing how much God loves us, and that, indeed, is good enough. Go in peace now to love and serve the Lord. Amen.